Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 2 Episode 3 Orientation. I'm Kurt. This is uh, my second time going through part of the Lost. I've uh, seen it up to a certain extent. And I'm joined with the reoccurring guest, the great loquacious Mr. Sal. Mr. Sal, how are you doing? I'm feeling especially loquacious today. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad you are because we're here to talk about the third episode of Season 2. This is Mr. Sal's first time watching through Lost, and he's he's having an okay time. It, it, season 2 has definitely um, made him happier, but I think overall he's been kind of a Debbie Downer on Lost. Well, stop. But, oh, okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, why, oh. why would you say that? What, what do you mean? What part of that was ridiculous? That you liked Season 2? I gave 11 of the 24 episodes in Season 1 a 9 out of 10. Well, you, you, ladies and gentlemen, you guys heard it first. Mr. Sal enjoys Lost. I do. There you go. Now we know. So, I am especially enjoying season two. Season two. I was hoping you'd like it, but did it keep? Did it keep pace? Season one. We so episode one, full sprint. Favorite episode of the series. Mine as well so far. Then episode two somehow tops the act, and now it is. But I I agree. It's also my favorite episode of the series. Yours as well. <laughs> Could it be that episode three somehow takes the crown out of the three? It's like a relay race. I wouldn't even call it. A, it's just yeah. I guess you call it like a relay race. Can it run even faster? And I'm I'm thinking yeah, the relay race for the entire season. That's a lot of people. I wonder what the world's longest relay race is actually. Like points of people. <laughs> I mean, Desmond might have an answer to that. Yeah, racing around the world. <laughs> Except he did a solo, so but yeah, he seems pretty fit. Um, Who's he racing against if he's racing solo? It's a solo race, so he's just racing himself. Oh. No, okay. I have no clue. I have no clue. Maybe he's like a world record thing, like around the world in eighty days. But mm. I, I, yeah, I feel I like know. I could do it a lot faster than eighty days. I mean, now you can, yeah. So yeah, that's the whole point. As long as I'm allowed to use vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, what did you rate the episode? I have an answer and, to that question. Uh, well, let me guess your answer to that question. I, I mean. I, I, I think you so I'm wondering what your bar for loss is now. You've you've said your bar has risen, especially after the last two episodes. My question is, has it risen to the point that you would have given this an eight? And I don't think so. I think you're still gonna give this a nine. So that that's what I that's what I submit to you. Nine. I gave it a nine. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. But you don't like it as the other two. Do you like it as much as the other two? This is my least favorite so far. I agree. Me as well. <laughs> Still a good episode. Oh, yeah. Still a great episode. Just could not beat the other two. But still good. Still good. Uh, these are... Oh, I guess I'll tell you what, how I felt. I felt that the flashbacks were the weakest part of the episode. Totally agree. Uh, and the other two parts are pretty okay, but just the, the flashbacks were weak enough that this is... The... Right. So my breakdown, uh, I give the flashbacks an 8 out of 10. They, they were easily the weakest part of this episode. Um, I gave the rafters a 9 out of 10, and I wished there was more of them. Uh, that was so exciting to me. Yeah. Um, well, it, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, I, like, I wish at this point that the whole series was just those three 
I take that back because I mean, everything that went on in the hatch was great too. I gave that part a nine out of 10 as well, but my God, everything that's going on with the rafters is just so compelling. I love it so much. And it's, it's one of the reasons why this is my least favorite episode of the season so far is because I just wanted more of that stuff. Well, the, the, the rafters are going to be as, as you've probably, you know, you could tell from the last two episodes, they're, they're second fiddle to the side plot. Yes, uh, and so they've replaced the side plot, which is really good because they're they're they're. Very I good agree. Yeah. <laughs> they're a very maybe, good side plot. Maybe that's why I like season uh, two mo- so much more than season one. I because... think so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just... Yeah, the, there are much better side plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters that would be, I feel like, at least so far, it's been three episodes. We haven't seen that many of the other characters. They've set up Charlie. Yeah, he got um the nun statue. Well, we didn't see much of Shannon. We saw her a bit with. Saeed and saw Walt, so that actually was kind of big. Uh, Claire, we haven't seen much of. Hurley, he's had some arguments, uh, but not much besides that. Even Saeed, this is like the first time we've kind of seen him do something true worthiness, or like noteworthiness uh, so far. So some so, characters have been kind of... Season 2, you mean? Yeah, season 2 is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season 2. Sun, we haven't really seen much of Sun. So, That's great. Yeah, Rose. Another one. So, <laughs> so we've uh, they've definitely put some characters to the side instead of showing a lot of characters frequently. We're focused yeah. more about the bunker. Jack, Kate, Locke, especially interacting in there. Desmond too, the new character. And I like Desmond. I like him a lot, actually. I hope you didn't like him too much. Why? Well, I mean, maybe he'll see another life. You know. Uh, I think we're gonna see plenty of Desmond. I've seen the episode count on his character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Never forget, I've seen all the episode counts. How have you memorized all the characters, though? Did you look note down all of their names? Well, they're they're kind of tiered. It's like that is kind of true. They are kind of tiered because yeah, <laughs> some like, characters come and go. Some characters are here for there. There's some. There. There's a, a group of them that are listed for all 118 episodes, which is wrong, by the way, um, because like they've already like they've already been episodes without some of those characters. <laughs> so uh, that one, uh, but then then it kind of drops. Like from 118, it drops down to like 74. So there's a, there's a big drop off. And seventy, there are a ton of characters at like seventy-four episodes. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And then there's a gradual decline after that. But. Yeah. Well, glad I'm glad you know a bit about Desmond. <laughs> you, I, I'm excited about Desmond. I like him. He's a very interesting character in this. I'm episode. also even more excited about Anna Lucia. <laughs> Yes, so you did You did pick out the fact that Anna Lucia probably comes back because we learned her name, <laughs> and that she does. Uh, we also see, yep, Desmond, uh, we learn a lot more about him. Yep. Uh, and he's not such a weird, evil, or questionable guy after all. But, you know, there's still some questions about him. Uh, but do, you have, do you have anything else you want to say before we get into it? Well, I thought I did. <laughs> well, okay. To the lock storyline, I'll ask you what 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 did you what did you like and dislike about it? So, I I kept thinking of Locke throughout this episode, 
as a, and I have to use leftovers references here. So spoilers for the leftovers, but whatever. If <laughs> if you're this far into the podcast and you haven't started watching the leftovers yet, you probably should, but you probably won't. So uh, I kept thinking of Locke uh, in terms of, especially in terms of season three of the leftovers, because so much of season three of the leftovers is about is about misplaced faith, mm-hmm. right? And we, we we talked about it quite a bit in season three with uh, well we talk about Matt all the time he just throws his faith to anything that like if he's if he sees something that he thinks is a sign he is fully on board mm-hmm. um, Grace Playford is another character that ends up really just flinging her faith on when when she's proven wrong on one count she just finds someplace else to put it um, and Locke seems to be that type of person who uh it's it's like it's almost an addiction like he has to he has to believe in something and so when one thing doesn't work out for him he's right on to the next thing and this he latches so hard onto this orientation video and just blindly throws his faith there um but it's interesting because he also reminds me a little bit of John from The Leftovers, who was not not John Locke. I'm talking about um, John Murphy on The Leftovers, who's uh, uh, much more of a skeptic in season two, becomes more faith-driven in season three, but um, in that he just will not let go of things. And you see it in the flashbacks, this concept of he will not let go of Anthony. Even when, even though Anthony gets in the car and tells him, "There's nothing here for you. You you need to go," he still can't quit him. Uh, and you know, even even potentially at the expense of a really meaningful, positive, healthy relationship, he still can't seem to let things go. You know, we know that's a huge character trait of John in season two of The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. So he's he's walking this line between he can't let things go and he will blindly throw his faith behind anything that gives him an inkling of hope. So it's, it's interesting. And I can see the danger in it. And I do really enjoy seeing he and seeing him and Jack at odds all the time. And yet he somehow sucks Jack in at the end, which was very, quite very interesting to me. Interesting. I, I wanted to ask you, Mr. Style, would you press the button? That's, a, that's an interesting question. <laughs> would you press the button? I, I thought about that when I pressed the button. Uh, you mean if I were Jack? If you were Jack, but in general, like, would you, would you, have, would you follow this? Like, if you're in Desmond's shoes, like, would you keep hitting this button every 108 minutes all on your own? Um... I don't know. I don't know that I could say that if I were in Desmond's shoes, I, I would need to see the way he was oriented, orientated. I see what you mean. Yeah, you don't yeah. know. But you know what I mean. So, so I can only see this really from Jack and Locke's perspective, and it sure looks like this is a bogus thing. Like, if I'm Jack, I'm probably more on Jack's side here. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I, I'd watching that video. I'd find it very hard to just 
get blindly behind this. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about the video. We'll break down the video. Yeah. A bit more, but when you get there, but okay. I yeah. see. So How about you? Know. Would you push it? I'd probably push it at first. How long would I push it for? I don't know, but I'd, I'd probably push it at first if I had, like, this much outside pressure. People might like, push the button. Like, yeah, you know, just the whole fate of the entire world rests in that button. <laughs> you know, see, th so this is where I probably would land on this, is as soon as the computer was shot, I'd just be like, all right, nothing I can do now. Literally Jack does, like, oh, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I say I'm, I'm, I feel like, it, which is weird, because I'm, I'm much, I'm usually more on the faith side of the argument and, and usually more on Locke's side. But this one, I'm like, nah, I'm kind of with Jack here. Although Jack just appears to be like completely unhinged right now. He's, he's a very confused person. He's very, he he's really very conflicted. Is. He also hates Locke still. We're still, you know, we've still got that, I don't want to say civil war, but there's still that, that feud, you know, brewing yeah. between the two, storming. <laughs> How much time elapsed between Boone's death and this? Not much. Like a week? Like a week, maybe, yeah. Like, then it's, it's not even a week. It's not very long. <laughs> so, remember, they've only been on the island for well, when they first met Desmond, 44 days. Yeah, I know. So, I, I bet this is like two or three days after Boone's death. It's really, yes, because all those events happened really quick back to back to back. Yeah, because... Because Locke and he and Locke lock horns uh, the next day after mm -hmm. Boone's death, right? Yeah. And then the day after that, I think. Is, comes. Yeah. Unless there's a more of a gap there between the day after Boone's death and the day Rousseau comes. I don't know. Even so, I don't think it's yeah, <clears throat> it's definitely not more than a week. I feel like, or about a week at most. Yeah. I mean, I I'm thinking if if Rousseau comes the the day uh, two days after boone's death this is just the day after that like boone's mm -hmm. death was just like three days ago yeah that really puts it into perspective like how many episodes yeah. it's been how short a time it's been like shannon's still grieving you might feel like oh why he's still grieving shannon it's barely been it's barely been any time alone I remember back to when she was trying to uh, bring the luggage full of boone's clothing right right barely yeah she's still grieving so wow this it is it has not been very long <laughs> No, not at all. So I think I, you know, I I need to remember that that wound is still very fresh. Very fresh. Jack Jack does not like Locke. It's it's definitely much more of a one way road, but Locke understands it, and also yeah. it, he seems to be feuding with Jack more and more of it. You yeah. Know, also butts heads, but. So. Do you want me to? I know we're, we'll do this at the end, but do you want me to reveal my uh, TV time favorite character of this episode? No, 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 let's wait till the end. Okay. Wait till the end. We'll wait till the end. Who your favorite character was for TV time. Uh, but I always love TV time. Oh, me too. Oh, uh, I always love TV time. That's a, I, I think that's a great way to close the episode. <laughs> I love it so much. You know, can we just skip it to the beginning? <laughs> I love this movie, but I, can we just watch the end now? Like, great <laughs> ending. So, anyway. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, getting into the episode now. We we start off. We don't get the intro for a bit. We start with a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, action stuff that happens. So we start with the raft squad, you know, and we see the gang of the others come, and okay, 
Oh. <laughs> well, wait, do you not like that title? I, I don't like the title of the others. Oh, like, okay. I don't like it. Like, I mean, obviously, these are not the others that Rousseau talks about. But these are, if Anna Lucia is part of this group, this is not them. Hmm. Right. Uh, but there are so many groups on this island. I think we need to start separating them out. Oh, you want to start separating out names of people? Okay. Well, what, how do you want to? Okay. So I think. We have the original, you know, I don't know what we want to call them. The original survivors. What, was, what do you want to call them? Just survivors? Uh, well, no, I don't, because there are other survivors. survivors. Yeah, but like, when you say like, the house. We'll call them like our, our survivors. Okay. So, we've got our survivors. We've got the, I don't want to say other. I don't want to use that word at all. Um, we'll say survivors 2.0. Okay. And what does that signify? What? What does survivors 2.0 signify? I just want to make sure. Animal is group. Animal is group. Okay. So I'm assuming that they are the other other survivors. The back of the plane. Yeah. The back. Exactly. So survivors 2.0. We've got uh, Russo's group. Would, or not group well maybe group I, you know at, at we'll one just, point we'll just say danielle for now mm-hmm. okay um we've got the walt nappers which now some of these groups might overlap i don't know okay but there are definite groups like i don't think the walt nappers are part of survivors 2.0 mm-hmm. okay so so what, then, what do you want to call the Walt Nappers then? The Walt Nappers. <laughs> That's that Walt Nappers. They're the Walt Nappers. Yeah, um, we've got the Whisperers. Okay. Oh, so you think they're separate from the Walt Nappers? I don't know, but okay. I, I'm just saying like these. All these groups could be separate. Okay, we've got the Whisperers. We've got Ethan's posse. Okay. We've got. The drug plane. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So Ethan, wait, I just want to make sure. So Ethan is separate from the Walt Nappers. Could be. I could don't be. know. Oh, he just could be. Okay, okay. All right. We've got the drug plane. We've got got the Black Rockers. Okay. And we've got um, whatever Adam and Eve came from. So I'm gonna say. Uh, the OGs. Oh, and we've got Desmond's crew. Because Desmond wasn't alone, right? He wasn't alone. Yeah, he was with a person by the name of Calvin, but now he's alone. No, oh, oh, yeah, we got Calvin's crew, too. Okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. So De- Desmond was alone. First. Wait, so... so he crashed in a plane that he was flying? No, no, he was sailing. He was sailing. Okay, I, that 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 was his race around the world. I believe. I believe he was sailing around the world solo. Okay, this is what his race was, and right. he crashed. All right. Well, then Desmond's on his own. I'm just putting him in as his own thing, just like Rousseau. Okay. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, potentially eleven groups of people. Potentially eleven groups of people. Okay. Okay, unless I missed somebody. 
but there are now there could be some overlap here. I don't know. The whispers could be the Walt Nappers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we also have the pillar burners. So I, I just <laughs> okay, fair enough. The, 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 the smoke people. Oh, good. Yeah. Wouldn't you think they're either a Rousseau or um, the Walt Nappers since they did come before they got Walt? As Danielle predicted, I guess. I, I think I'm I still. Think... I'm still not. I'm still listing them separately. The smokers. Okay. Um, so there's no way I can keep track of all these groups of people. I'm still gonna use the blanket term "the others." I'll. I'll depending you on cannot, how we're talking about. You cannot use the others. Okay. Okay. okay listen. I'll, okay, I'll talk about. I am, an, I am an other. Okay. I'm not on that island though. <laughs> You're just a regular. Person. Okay, this is all in the island term here. Okay, we'll we'll see how well we could go with your your <laughs> your naming scheme. Um, my my question to you is: so you believed Jin got caught up, like they they captured Jin kind of when they got Walt as well, is what you theorized last episode. Yeah, I guess so. But if that's the case, uh, no, it's yeah. obviously not. I don't. Yeah, I don't. So I just want to know what you thought with Jin. Like did Jin. I, get- I don't think that's the case anymore. I think I don't think Walt is with these people. So, so I just want, I'm just wondering how you think Jin got like they got Jin. Like, do you think they also have a boat of some sort, or do you think Jin washed up? I think they, Jin washed up. Jin washed up, and they captured Jin. Jin ran, got the rest of them. I would love to know Jin's story from the time of the the crash, or not the crash, the explosion. Yeah, boy, wouldn't you yeah. like to know? I, I would. I would love to know that. You know what else I would love to know? I would love to know what happened when Claire got kidnapped. Hmm. <laughs> I will I will tell you you'll figure that out during season two. Yeah, I hope I hope so. I would love to know all that stuff. No need to hope. You will figure it out. Okay. Good. Depends. Depends how much of an answer you want, but you'll find that out. You can hold your breath on that one. Ooh, I can hold my breath. Yeah. Wow. For quite a few episodes, so season two still pretty long. Wow. I think it's on the latter half of it, so you can you can hold your breath to that, but better be good at it. Okay. Uh, okay, though. So I, so you, you think there are many groups on the island? And, okay. So Kel, back Kelvin's group. Would you consider that Dharma, or is that separate from Kel? Like, do you think Kelvin worked with Dharma at all, or do you think he is separate? Like, kind of the same way Desmond kind of got. Too horned into it. Maybe Kelvin did. Oh no! I guess I should just call Kelvin's crew Dharma. Okay. I like I'll that. Okay. Yeah, we'll call that Dharma. Okay. Goodbye, Kelvin's crew. That's an eraser sound. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to say on it, Mr. Sal? <laughs> no, I've, <laughs> I've I've chewed up enough of this intro. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm happy to know though that you've. You've thought about how many different groups of people there could be on the island. Yeah. You're, you're scheming. But, you know, the others are just that. The others. So. Uh, <laughs> we see, as Mr. Sabon wants to call them, the Survivors 2.0. Uh, coming at the raft crew, or raft squad, and they, you know, beat them up. Uh, specifically, one guy beats them up, really big guy. Yeah, he's, and, he's like... 
He is a unit. Yeah. He's a unit. I you, love you, it. you keep him fed and strong and you'll be fine to go, right? Like you, you pile your resources onto him. Uh, so, you know, they get dragged away in nets and thrown into pit cells. Uh, and that, that's about all we get to see. Mike yells for Walt, which, I mean, he kind of always does that now <laughs> for the time yeah. being, understandably. But so, which leaves so many question marks. Okay, they're taken prisoner. They're in a pit cell. Uh, where, where was your head at, Mr. Sal? Or not much more to go on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was just like, uh, Walt's not in that pit. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this is where Walt is. Oof. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, we also get to, we see from Kate's, we go back to the Jack standoff. This is the third time we've seen it again with uh, him holding the gun to Desmond. But then we get a lock flashback during it now instead. Mm-hmm. So it's Locke, he's at a support group, um, and very quickly we can figure out the, the time of this flashback is before la- his last time we saw his flashback, but st- or sorry, after his last flashback, but still before his very first flashback walkabout. Mm-hmm. Because in this one, he's in a support group and he's here over what happened between him and his father. I always call him Cooper, you want to call him Anthony? Do you want me to call him yeah. Anthony? I, I mean, I would prefer that. Okay, fine. <laughs> so him and Ant, you know, they they had the falling out in which Ant stole his kidney. You like that? Is that fine? It's called Ant. How about Anthony? Anthony, okay. So Anthony, <laughs> I cannot call him Anthony. So yeah, Anthony. If, so from his last flashback, if we could remember, uh, his father Anthony kind of befriended him and conned him, swindled him out of his uh, kidney. <laughs> so he's here at the support group and he gets upset over a woman who, uh. You know, she's grieving about uh, an alcoholic um, loved one that they have who took 30 bucks from them. And this causes Locke to kind of lose it. He's yeah. been going to this support group for, we learned, for about a month. Hasn't said much. But he kind of looks it all out, tells them about, you know, how his uh, biological father double, like, stabbed him in the backs. And he's just upset how these people, to him at least, are talking about these things that are trivial. You know, mm-hmm. who cares about that? Who cares about that? The I want my kidney back. Right. right? And that's the end of the group. Uh, and outside, while Locke's trying to light a cigarette, uh, this lady approaches him and agrees with how Locke felt. That, you know, she wishes she could do the same as him and she could have spoke out. Cause she felt that they were uh, getting upset over seemingly nothing. You know, they, yeah. they should have a thicker skin. Uh, it's, it kind of, it's a bit flirtatious and they eventually introduce themselves and her name is Helen. Anything on that, Mr. Sal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was the name of the woman that he was on the phone with who he bought a ticket for to go to Australia with him, which is interesting because I I, I thought that she was like a like a telecompanion, like um like one of those hotlines that you would call. She, oh yeah, Mr. Sal, I'm I'm gonna correct you there and tell you she is. Okay. So, so that's what this Helen does for a living? No. So it's a different Helen? Their name might not even be Helen. Wait a minute. All right. I could have sworn that the name was Helen. That, no, the name is Helen. Locke calls him Helen. And in fact, you even noticed this in the same episode. This is in Walk. This is back all the way back in Walkabout. Yeah. Um, when Locke gets hit by a boar. 
he gets dazed and he calls Kate Helen as well for a period of time. Or like calls her calls her Helen like once, maybe twice, but calls her Helen. So yeah, he called this uh like phone lady. I thought, wait, what do you call him? I I mean I said telecompanions, but that's not like that, <laughs> that's not for sure. I might like the name of companion hotline. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a sex call. Like yeah. really, that's that's what the yeah. what but no, that that is what he's doing. And maybe her name is Helen, but it might not be. But no, he is calling her Helen. He's just projecting this Helen onto a sex caller. Yeah, well, it seems like they had a regular business. Like maybe maybe the person was okay with it, but yeah, that is not Helen. So the person he's talking on the phone with is not this Helen. Yeah, it's not this Helen. Okay, am I supposed to know that, or are you supposed? Like, I, I I I I I knew that. I felt I was like, oh. Hold so, on, now you can. Is this confirmed? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Later. Yes. Yes. yes actually, yes. Very confirmed. Yes. I, 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 I knew it when I first saw it. I was like, oh. So he was projecting himself on Helen. And that's that's totally what I think they meant to go by that. I mean, it could actually be Helen, but, like, they're not together. What you need to know is, is that they're not together. Uh, in the future. Okay. Huh. Well, he's doing that. So I when I see this, I thought of this. So like I so I, I just wanna know what you were thinking when you saw it. So you thought that he was just calling this, Helen? I thought this was the woman he was on the phone with. Oh, okay. I, I thought that, that her because we don't know what her job is. I thought that her occupation, at least at that point in time, was a sex caller. maybe maybe it's her. I can't remember. I just know I don't I don't no, I don't think that no, it's not her. No, actually I'm no, that's not her. Maybe it's no, it's not her. I mean, no, well, I don't know. I feel, I feel like maybe you're guessing at that. I may or may not be guessing. I don't want to tell you, but needless to say, um, no, I, I, I know I'm right. I know, I know, I know I'm not. I, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but like, that is not Helen. Okay, that that is someone that is, that that is not Helen. He's talking to. He's projecting Helen onto that person. Okay, well. I guess that changes things a bit. That changes. That makes it much more sad. I remember. So when I had seen this, a lot of Loxum flashbacks are sad. So when I had seen this flashback, this is the. I mean, out of his three, this is still the happiest one. There's still a lot of sad stuff in it with him trying to get over Anthony. I think the dinner scene is probably the happiest one. Yeah. Oh no no I don't I don't mean sorry sorry I meant out of his three flashbacks as in like um oh, 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 walkabout so like yeah. I meant those three this this whole sequence of them is the happiest for sure still some sad stuff but still at least he has a relationship and whatnot right there I mean there's lots of hope in this but but what made me sad about it is remembering back to that <laughs> and that he does lose Helen to some yeah. degree right the question he... is how and also you know he somehow uh, can't walk anymore right. Right, which is it? I I I really thought that we'd know why by now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, every time you see a, a lock flashback, you're wondering. So is this is this is this the time we finally learned how we can? True, that's exactly what I'm thinking every time. <laughs> they know it too. I love I love the nod they did when he gets hit by the car. Oh, yeah. uh, such a what a what a wonderful time. But no, so but uh, gl- I'm glad that you remembered the name Helen. I'm curious that if you. 
I remember. I definitely name. did. Yeah. I'm surprised. Did you like check your notes or did you just remember it? I actually couldn't find those notes, so I I wanted to check my notes. I, I but I I recognized the name. I th- I said I think that's the name of the woman he was calling and walkabout, but I couldn't find where my notes were to confirm that. Okay. Well, good on you, Mr. Sal. That's, that's good memory. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm good. good on you. But I remembered, but that's because I had been just lost. So I, I just, ah, yes. That was only a week ago I saw that. <laughs> so. Uh, that flashback, okay, it's it's a nice, whole, at least it gives us, it, it's, a, it's a good introductory flashback into the series, uh, the sequence. But, yeah, uh, I liked it. Yeah, it's nice. That's the timeline. Let's I mean, know where this this to me was a really benign set of flashbacks. It was. It was. Just, it was basically showing him trying to get over Anthony and building a relationship with Helen. That, that yeah. was, uh, the damage Anthony caused him. Uh, yeah. And it, it does explain some of his character traits. But what we see really well is down in the bunker, uh, mm-hmm. Desmond. Uh. Oh yeah. It's a gun. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're sorry. We're at the bunker brawl. My bad. Yeah, we're here. It's it's Jack's. You know, Jack. We're still at the Jack standoff, and we see in Kate's perspective, she hops down on the vents, and she finds herself inside of like the armor we had seen before. And yeah, she arms herself with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. She flanks Desmond and uh, gun butts him or whatever. I forgot what that's called, but I just said she she clubbed him with the. Yeah, cl- cl- clubbed him with the shotgun, <laughs> and does they then they capture Desmond, but as Desmond falls to the ground, he shoots, he shoots his gun and hits the computer. So all does all Desmond can say once he's on the ground is how like the computer shot, and he goes, "We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die." <laughs> yeah, and then then we finally get the intro. So this this is where it sets in now. Oh, okay, so this this code thing we're putting in has some sort of relevance in terms of uh, our safety on this island. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I, I mean, theoretically it does. Theoretically. Mr. Sal's not buying it, though. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really with Jack here, I think. Okay, okay. Well, I, well, so we're still in the bunker, and Desmond, he's begging to be allowed to fix it. Jack isn't so... He's more on the Mr. Sal side of things. Hey, yeah, I don't know about that. But Locke, Locke agrees with Desmond. You should let him fix it. You know, come on, let him do it. And Desmond even eventually recognizes Jack a bit. Not yeah, quite. He doesn't, but he can remember he's seen his face. But more importantly, Locke recognizes that Desmond has recognized Jack. Yes, he uses that as ammunition later. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jack disarms him and lifts him up. And, uh, they, yeah, and they exchange a look. And, um, you know, Locke, you know, Jack looks at Locke and goes, what? And Locke's like nothing, 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 Jack. So there's he's definitely he's definitely taking note of that. And we get another flashback now. These flashbacks are definitely more front loaded. Like near the, near the second sure. half of the episode, there there's not much of them. Yeah, but we're here. Uh, Locke's saying dressed by um Helen's bed, so it appears okay. So we can tell they've you know a relationship has formed here. Uh, but Helen wakes up. And Locke tells her that, you know, he has problems sleeping in Stranger's bed. Nothing to do with her. He'll call her. You know, he apologizes. Which is very, you know, it's, it's definitely like a red flag. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Big she, red flag. She's but, getting thinking, yeah, I'm never going to see this guy. Again. Yeah, yeah, she's getting all worried. But Locke, Locke does hold up his end of the word. He does, I mean, we can tell by the later flashbacks. 
He does um see Helen again, but we see where he goes. We see him in his little like red punch buggy car, and uh, he's spying on uh, Anthony's house. Uh, to which Anthony flanks Locke in return and enters the car. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is some gutsy thing to do right there, just to get into someone's car. But hey, what's in here? He could have just taken off. Yeah, but I mean. And do what, I guess. I mean, what's the worst case? I guess you could... Kidnap him. I mean, yeah, fair enough. We're not, like, tied up or anything. I feel like you're at the advantage there if you're Cooper. He's, if he's driving. Right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But yeah, you're, you're, it's definitely a danger, though. It's definitely a danger. So, you know, he comes in, and he talks to Locke about how he knows he's been watching him. He's even moved, and he knows Locke still comes, and he's starting to get really annoyed by this, so he just wants to know what Locke wants. Mm. Uh, and Locke asks, why? Hmm. <laughs> there is no why, Locke. You think you're the first person that's ever gotten conned? You needed, a, you needed a father figure, and I needed a kidney, and that's what happened. Get over it. Ugh. So, uh, I did you think you were going to see Anthony again after the last flashbacks? No. No, yeah. I did not. And we see it again, and somehow it just... It feels even worse seeing Anthony again. Oh, yeah. Just... Well, I mean, he says even worse than that. He says, don't come back. You're not wanted. You're unwanted. Yeah. Oh. He, tell, yeah he tells him, you're, don't come back. You're unwanted. And he gets up, leaves from the car, and Locke just, you know, he breaks down crying. Poor Locke. Oh, so sad. I mean, I, and I, I still don't understand why... Anthony needs to be needs to be so dismissive. It's like, what was so bad about the relationship that they had before he gave him the kidney? He probably well, well, we don't know how much of it was fake from Anthony. Maybe he just he really he just doesn't like Locke as a guy. He's, like, yeah, he's not a really fun person to hang out with. Bland personality. He's my son. <laughs> Only has one kidney. <laughs> Only has one left kidney. Right kidneys are fine, but left kidneys. Not. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think I think his kidney scars on the left side, so reverse that. But anyway, yeah, I think you're right. But but anyway, yeah. So so yeah, this was a little surprising to see. It, yeah, and it's a it's sad to see Locke break down. I like this flashback. I mean, I, they're still all pretty good flashbacks. It's just they're fine. Not, nothing super new. Nothing super yeah. like meat worthy. It's just the only new thing is he has a relationship, and we've heard of the woman's name before, Helen. Well, at the end of, and the fact that he's stalking Anthony. That's true, oh yeah. Even, even, after, after, even after this encounter, he's going to continue to stalk yeah, him. Yeah, this does not stop him. Yeah. Uh, but we're back in the bunker. Mr. Stout wishes we were with the Wrath Squad, I bet. But we're back in the bunker. <laughs> and I like the bunker, but I, I miss the Wrath Squad. I know. I know you want to see the Wrath Squad. You'll see more of them next episode. I'm not sure. as much as the bunker, but you'll still see some of them. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, De- you know, Desmond starts the lights back up and starts trying to go through the bookshelves to find something. Right, he's, he's looking really hard. Uh, and Kate is sent off to go get Saeed to help fix the computer. So, uh, yeah, so she goes off to go get. Uh, but he goes off the, through the back door or whatever. Yes, that's what I said. Yes, yes. Desmond tells her of a door. <laughs> so sort of wait in and out. So she goes off and does that. We never get to see that. And to be honest, I can't even remember what it looks like. So I don't even know if we ever get to see it, to be honest. Really? I don't, yeah. Because I, I have no recollection on what this front door looks like. 
So we uh, kind of see it from the inside. I don't know what it looks like on the outside, but oh, we definitely see it on the inside. But... Yeah, yeah, we see we see like the there's like a double entry type of thing. But anyway, Kate goes off to go get Said. Uh, Desmond finds like the parts he was looking for. So uh, you know they get back to the computers. And Jack halts Desmond because he wants to ask him some questions, right? He wants to know what's going on here, understandably. And this is where Desmond gives his side of his story, right? We get some background on Desmond on how he ended up here. He was not, at least what he claims, he was not some sort of sinister mastermind. But three years ago, on his solo race around the world, uh, his boat crashed. Uh, yeah, because he says it's a boat, yeah. So his boat crashed uh, in the reefs surrounding the island. Mm-hmm. Someone named Kelvin came, helped him, and brought him down to the bunker and showed him how to do the numbers, right? Showed him the film, kind of taught him the ways. And, you know, Kelvin claimed putting in these numbers saves the world. And so together, they saved the world until eventually Kelvin died. So, yes. there you go. That's it. <laughs> and then Jack lets him uh, get back to work. So, how did you feel about that? that so, that's Desmond's... Uh, origin story onto the island. He too shipwrecked. Yep. Someone by the name of Kelvin brought him in. Yep. And the, that's how we that's how we learned to do the numbers. And he's just been here since, on blind faith alone, basically. And we learn more about Desmond's point of view. And I think his point of view is very interesting. You mean we learn more in this episode or later? Uh, in this episode, we learn on why he hits the button. Yes. More. And I, I think it's really interesting because he's like the in between between Locke and Jack. Yes. But he's, 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 he's awesome. He's a very interesting character. He's a very interesting character. But speaking of Locke and Jack, they have a bit of a discussion because Jack is in disbelief that pressing a button could possibly save the world. Like, come on. Doesn't Actually, he make fun of the computer or does he do that later? Do they what? Make fun of the computer. What do you mean make fun of the computer? Oh, oh, like. I don't remember. I can't remember. No, I think it is Jack that makes fun of it. Like, I didn't think that would be the fun that saves the world. I don't know if he does this now or later. I can't remember when. But yeah, at some point, Jack does kind of, I think, poke poke fun at the... Like, make fun of the fact that this is supposed to save the world. Like, this computer. Right. But, um... I I thought it was... Yeah, I I, I can't remember when that happened. I can't remember when that happened either. But, uh... Oh, by the way, I... (laughs) So, in our episode, uh, our leftovers episode on crazy white fellow thinking, mm-hmm. okay, uh, we had this huge discussion about would you kill a baby to, to cure if it would cure cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And you asked me the the way you phrased it was would you would you push execute? Yeah. <laughs> well, would you? Well, I'm not having <laughs> that discussion here. If you want, if you're interested in that discussion, you should listen to. <laughs> Season three, episode three, crazy white fellow thinking of the leftovers. Um, Crying out but, our opinions there. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I, I want to say that you said, "Would you push execute?" Was were you intentionally trying to foreshadow this computer? I have no clue. That was like, who knows how long ago that? Was. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll say it's sure. Like, it was like you know, three. I, three I don't. Half, I weeks. don't. Oh, yeah, I don't remember trying to foreshadow that so i won't take false credit or it's due okay. maybe pasker uh, had the intentions and i just forgot about that but he was uh, pretty maniacal yeah pasker well what a yeah. guy i strive <laughs> to be like him every day no, that's sad <laughs> no, no. so um 
Yeah, Jack's really mad at Locke because Locke is taking Desmond's side. That this button is like needed to be. You, know, you have to press this button. We have to fix this computer so we can save the world. Mm-hmm. Desmond butts in to let them know, "Hey, you don't have to believe me. Watch the film. Right? It explains everything on it." So, <laughs> and he tells them where to get it. So they go, and they find this uh, you know, old film style. Like movie labeled orientation. There's there's the title of the episode, which can mean multiple different things too. Like survivors meaning Anna Lucia, Ingdeno Desmond, uh, the support group. Like yeah, there's a lot of like other small things, but uh, I don't yeah. know about that. Uh, I guess it depends what you consider orientation. I I guess the most I, like an orientation is the first time meeting, right? Uh, I think it's more than that. I th- I, th- I think it's like. An introduction to a, a new setting or set of circumstances, I think. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So I, I do think that there's a difference between, you know, Sawyer, Mike, and Jen meeting Anosia and John and Jack getting employed in this bunker. <laughs> getting lawful employment. <laughs> They work their work. They work their twelve-hour shifts or however many shifts they decide to do. Oh, listen, at least they have like forty survivors or something. Like that's a lot easier to hit the button than just well, one one Desmond. Yeah, that must be so infuriating. Just ever, you, you never get to you never get to be away from that for more than one hundred and eight minutes because you've always had to come back, mm-hmm. get that in. So, uh, so we hear about the movie, uh. And it's, yeah, named orientation. We cut back to the beach. So we see that the survivors have gone back to the beach. Mm-hmm. They've weathered the storm of the cavey night from uh, whom they call the others. Okay. Yeah. Whom they call the others. I, I would never be so irresponsible to do such. But they they survive the night. Uh, they're feeling pretty good. Hurley's feeling really good. Now we see Vince the dog. And... I think it's still important to know. They think that the raft squad still got the raft part of their name pretty well, but they, they think they're still rafting. Yeah, they think they're still rafting. Little do they know that they are still riding on former glory and are in fact quite like landlocked. We so they and missing one of their members, the the famous magician Walt. So yeah, uh, you know, and Hurley talks about not. He's really happy about that. And the things are getting back to normal. And then Kate runs in. And I love the, oh, crap. <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell something's wrong. So Kate runs in and, you know, asks Saeed for his help. So that that's how we know that Kate has gone to uh, Hurley and Saeed. They'll be literally near the end of the episodes and they'll finally come in. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, remind me why Hurley's in this group. I don't know why he tags along. I have no clue why he tags along. Especially if he doesn't like the hats. Maybe he was he curious. Only, he only tags along so that he can hear the numbers. <laughs> Probably. And then he can try to get him to put in the wrong numbers. Yeah, I mean, seriously. like, I, 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 I just can't figure out why they bring him along. Why they bring him with the, on the dynamite mission. Why they bring him here. It's, it's literally just so he can see the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe, well, maybe the numbers made him come and see. All uh, right. Early's early's a key part of this group, okay, Mister Sal. 
And I won't have you sitting I'm there definitely leaving that impression, especially based on the title of the next episode. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you, next episode, I told you this season. Sometimes I'll tell you, sometimes I won't tell you. Well, I, I think I think that you can safely tell me. I'll tell you next episode. It is a Saeed episode. No, it's not. Really? You want to no. bet on that? Sure. Oh, crap. <laughs> I was hoping that, no you are right it is a it is a hurley episode next episode so the title of the episode is everybody hates hugo which is kind of funny because i, I don't know if you do you remember everybody loves raymond oh i know that show i never watched it. i know yeah that was a sitcom it ended just about the same time that lost started so it was hugely popular though so this is definitely a play on that title anyway so hopefully we'll be excited for that Hurley's flash. Hurley's last. Hurley's last episode was wonderful. So. Yeah, his only episode. Yeah, his only episode was really great. We'll see if they can build on that more. There's definitely been more built on these numbers. Oh, for sure. But his last episode. I don't. It's, it's a hard act to follow. So. Um, getting back to the Raft Squad, what Mister Sal loves oh so much. Mm. Uh, Sawyer and Mike are trying to get information from Jin. But all they can really tell from him is, you know, he keeps calling them the others, and that Jin was blindfolded. So mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't know the numbers. He doesn't know what they're, they don't know what they're dealing with here. But Sai or Sawyer wants to be pushed up despite his bullet wound, so he can try to like finagle with the cage. <laughs> he tries to do so, but the the big guy that stopped him before like jabs a knife into the cage, stopping him. Yeah, and I- he throws one Anna Lucia in. Yeah, and I have to—I have to be honest with you. I thought this was her as soon as she got thrown in. What? I thought this was her as soon as she got thrown yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. This is kind of short, it's kind of hard to tell. But um, I mean, very yeah, very quickly they find out it is Anna Lucia. So, yeah. uh, but so at the time, unless she gets thrown in, you of course you don't know much or anything. Were you still under the impression that these were the same people? As the Walt Nappers. Yes. Okay, fair enough. And Anna Lucia somehow got also got caught up in this mess. And now Anna Lucia is a capture. Right. Okay. Right. Reasonable. Uh, now we're with the Bunker Bros. <laughs> who are about to watch a nice film. Right. Log oh, and Jack. Hold on, before, before you go any further. Uh, you called them Rafters, but for a while you were calling them the Raft Kings. I did call them Raft Kings for a bit. Which... which... They were raft kings when they were on the raft successfully. They kind of lost that title. All right. Well, I just wanted to point out that uh, there is a like sports gambling website called Draft, draft Kings. Yeah. yeah. So every time you said Raft Kings, I was like, ha, Draft Kings. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I had that effect on you, Mr. Sal. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's why the Red Sox never win the World Series. Yep. Allegedly. That's, that's, that is what I've come to understand. So, uh, we're here at the Bunker Bros. How do you feel about the names? I, I like to name the groups. Oh, I like them. Like, like, okay. We're at the Bunker Bros. Okay, third time. Uh, they're ready to watch the film. Locke is... He, talk a bit about the button, right? Locke is confident in this, like, that we gotta hit this button. It's gonna get fixed. Everything's gonna be fine. Jack is still like so he he's so upset about the notion that this bun has any sort of relevance, right? And he's he's upset that even Locke's 
giving it any sort of credence. And Locke brings up the ammunition. Mm, are you upset about that, Jack? Or are you just upset because Desmond recognizes you? Yeah. Uh, because that can't just be a coincidence or something, so. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, wonder how that happened. But the film starts. It's quiet time because we're learning about the Dharma Initiative. Here we yeah, are yeah. at Station 3, The Swan. So what do you what do you want to call the bunker now? Now that we know it's called the Swan, we'll call it the Swan. Do you want we to call, call it the Swan? I I'd still rather call it the bunker, but I like the bunker more, so we can call it the bunker. But should I the official trip station three, the Swan, and Swanker, Swanker, <laughs> and we learn a bit about Dharma and how two people are supposed to handle the station and the history of Dharma was created in nine in uh, nineteen seventy. For a large-scale researching faci- to put large-scale research facilities around the world to help test things such as like meteorology, psychology, parapsychology, zoology, and like electromagnetism. Mm. Why, why are you giving me a mm on zoology? Mm. Well, why why could I be saying that, Mister Sal? Because of the polar bears. Oh, or, or because- well, yeah. Well, when the movie was going, did you see what it showed? Mr. Sal, you should rewatch this movie part. It shows polar bears fighting when this says zoology. Oh my gosh. How you, did I miss yeah, that? how did you miss that? I, I, I saw that. I, like, now, whenever, whenever you see polar bears in Lost, Mr. Sal, it's like a trigger. You know what I mean? Oh, polar bears. So they showed polar bears when they said zoology. You're not going to convince me that Walt didn't manifest the polar bears. I'm just saying. They said zoology and they showed polar bears fighting. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying facts here. And electromagnetism. Hmm, also interesting. Okay, how about psychology? Hmm, also interesting. Oh, oh the last two are the most interesting ones, I mean. The other two they said meteorology, psychology, parapsychology. Par- para- parapsychology? I don't know really even know what that is. But uh, The study of bugs? That's what that sounds like. No, I don't think so. Does it have something to do maybe with... Um, Paranormal activity? Maybe. Yeah. I will quickly. I mean, that's, that's what I took it to mean. Let's find out. Study of mental phenomena, which are excluded from or inexplainable by orthodox scientific uh, psychology, such as hypnosis, uh, tel- telepathic uh, abilities. Hmm. Okay. So, kind of, yeah, but looks like the paranormal, though. But. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're you're right. Well, okay, so just interesting that two of those are kind of noteworthy out of the five. Wonder if the other three will ever come into play. No, I, I think they're all pretty noteworthy, except maybe the first one. <laughs> In meteorology. Yeah. <laughs> the weather, huh? I rain sometimes. An interesting point. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and Locke is somehow able to predict the rain, too. Interesting. Well, anyway, just these just happen to be there. Uh, you two recruits will be there for 540 days. Then a replacement team will come. Swan you, used to be used for research to observe a unique magnetism in the area. However, there was an incident. <laughs> so now, an unnamed incident. We don't get a, you know, we don't get to hear it. Right. Every 108 minutes, the button must be pushed. They can do so. You can do so after the alarm sounds, 
with four minutes remaining. So that means you can't press the button like if there's still 60 minutes left. You have right. to wait till there's only four minutes left, which is just even more infuriating. Right. Um. I mean, that that's what makes it a prison. Yeah, that's what makes it even worse. Just like you can't even like pre-do it. You have to. <laughs> you're stuck within this rigid cycle. Uh, and do not use the computer for any. And it cuts off with, you know, we don't, probably for any other uses, but you can't use the computer for anything else. Uh, and it ends with saying, you know, namaste. There's uh, people that I don't know. It's a, it might be for other Indian languages, but I know for Hindi, it's a way of saying, you know, like goodbye. So, a bit more on the Indian roots of Dharma. Who knows? Okay. Interesting. So there you go. They saw the movie. Very interesting. And Locke, Locke kind of just looks Jack in the eye and goes, we need to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, I think it's our civic uh, duty to watch that again. Which is, is funny because I was thinking the same thing. Like, I want to watch that again. So, Oh, Mr. Stout. Mr. Stout I'm going to skip. So they go to a flashback. I'm going to cut you off there, right? But I'm just, I'm just going to read I'm just gonna read out my notes here. Then the second part, I, I put Locke wants to watch it again. Jack doesn't want to watch it again, right? He doesn't really believe in it. And yeah. I wrote, I bet Mr. Sal would want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> So, there you go. <laughs> exactly as is. No, anything else you wanted on that? No, you you pegged me. Jesus, that's uh that's embarrassing. So, I bet this is how we want to watch it again. Indeed, he did. Jack has no want to. Why waste the time? There's a nice. I, I, no one's told Jack about the pantry yet, right? Only Kate knows about the pantry up to this point. Yes. So. Hurley's about to find it too, though. Hurley will find it. That's also funny. But did he already find it? No, he hasn't found it. He's not even at the bunker yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he hasn't found it yet. But so let's go back to the flashback, though. Here we are, a nice couple's dinner, pretty fancy. Mm. Uh, and it's been six months, and Helen has a gift for Locke. Wow, and it, it it's a thoughtful gift. It also. Really, really unique, actually, in terms of gift. Like, I don't know. Just um. Yeah. Hmm? No, I mean, I'm well. I mean, this, this, this comes. This comes up in lots of. Lots of shows. You know, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Where somebody makes a big issue of giving. <laughs> the key to their. To I know it's not really all that unique though. <laughs> it's not really super unique, but the the super unique, very unique. Uh, thing that Helen does for Locke. No need to knock, Locke. I'll just leave my door unlocked 24-7. So, there's the gift. Uh, there's a condition, though. Yes, there is. Oh, no, okay, the gift is, he gives him a key. I will say that. The gift is, Locke gets a key. There's a condition. When Locke stays over, he must stay over. Uh, Helen had followed Locke, and knows that he's going to Anthony's house. Yeah. Uh, Locke does not, you know, Locke, Locke, Locke kind of gets a bit upset now, understandably. I'd be, I'd be upset too, even if I was doing something wrong. If someone followed me, I'd be like, oh, ah, maybe I wouldn't feel upset. Maybe I'd feel sad. I don't know. But he, he, he feels a bit personal. Uh, but Helen wants to help him get over it. She's very sweet about it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Locke, you've helped me get over my problems. And we don't really get to hear Helen's problems too in-depth ever. She just kind of goes like she used to be very angry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would be interested to know how she comes to be leading so, about this. Yeah, so we don't quite know what her problems are, but whatever they were, Locke helped her get over her problems, and she wants to help Locke with his. So she, Helen demands that Locke promise he 
will not go there anymore. And Locke gives her the all right, and uh, what, what a great happy couple. Basically married at this point. So, <laughs> basically binding. So, how sweet. Uh, and okay, another flashback. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to go on, like, say on them besides that. Like, it's a nice flashback. I did enjoy watching it. It is. And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting, though, because I, I have a tough time seeing Locke's point of view here. I see, like, why is he going to see his dad? Yes. Especially after the interaction he just had with him. You know, he's got this pretty awesome relationship here. Uh, and it's like he just wants to sabotage it. By the way, Helen uses an amazing pickup line. What is that? Not in this scene, but in in her first scene. Oh, with the bald. Yeah, that that was amazing. I'm not bald. I I I, I can wait. <laughs> I thought because I obviously I can't remember the series where I was like, are we gonna see like Locke shave? Like we go bald now? <laughs> like <laughs> like went over uh, Helen. Oh, you just yeah. like, that's like a hint, right? Like shave your head, like bald guys. <laughs> No, I, I don't think that was... No, it's more, it's more in jest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It is funny. Good pickup line. So, no, Helen seems to be a pretty like grand gal overall. There's no real complaints. I don't think there's ever really a complaint you can say on Helen. No, she seems awesome. So, uh, nice flashback. We talked about uh, Jack walking out on the bunker bros. So, we're back on the raft squad. Yeah. And, and Lucia finally wakes up after a nice nap. Must be very nice. And they ask Anna if she's okay, and they, you know, they start telling her some information. Hey, we're part of Flight uh, Eight Fifteen. Uh, you know, we're survivors. And Anna says that she was also on the plane, uh, that she was in the back, and you know, she got knocked out, fell into the water, and managed to swim back and survived on her own, survived on her own the whole time. Right? So a real survivalist here. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, amazing. Mike, of course, asks the regular question. Hey, did you see a Walt up there? The answer is no, sadly. <laughs> uh, and then Sawyer introduce, gives some exposition. He introduces the whole pact and tells Anna Lucia his plan to, uh, you know, what's it? You know, Mike call for help, like Jin's sick, and then Sawyer will plan to shoot the, you know, the big guy when he comes around with his gun that he still has. So. Mm-hmm. We got a plan set in motion. Sawyer's ready to go, uh, and you go back to the bunker. So, uh, how, so how did you feel at this point? You, any suspicions on Anna Lucia still? No, that was I, I was I was buying everything she was selling. Okay, yeah, great. So we're back at the bunker. Uh, right now, Jack. So it's just Jack and Desmond right now, and Jack has still has more questions with Desmond. You know, hey. What we learned from them is Desmond has not been communicating with... He has no communications with anyone else, right? He's not, like, in talks with Dharma or anything. Right. He doesn't know. Uh, he Desmond did not know about the crash. He doesn't get out much, surprisingly, having to hit this button this frequently. And uh, he has no idea on replacements or anything. You know, Kelvin died waiting for replacements. Yeah. Uh, and Jack... He goes on a mad spree of questioning him. He asks him, like, you know, where where's the food from? Or where do you get food from? I don't think he asks the food. But where do you get food from? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, do you feel like the bumper says quarantine just to scare you, Desmond, to keep you down here? You know, this could all just be an experiment, a mind game. Yeah. And 
Desmond reveals that he does question this every single day, and that yep. he really hopes that this is not real. So yeah. he is he is the in between of Locke and uh, Jack, right? So Locke believes that you know what, this is real. We've got to save the world. We've got to hit the button. Jack is so confident that this can't be real. Why even bother to hit the button, right? There's, there's no. It's literally a waste of time. Like you could get so much. This this you're slotting your time so poorly because every 108 minutes, got to hit this button. And Mr. Sal, I see you, you agree with Jack here. Desmond's more in between. He's like, I, I don't think it's real, right? I'm with you, Jack. But if it was real, if it is real, if there's any inkling it can be real, then the whole world rests on this button. I, I'm just going to press it. I'm not going to risk it. He doesn't want to risk it. Right. And he gives it some more credence by saying, you know, the film talks about a strong magnet. Well, that concrete over there, whenever I walk by there, my feelings start to hurt. Yep. And we saw before, in the premiere episode of this season, yep. when uh, Jack was skulking about by the concrete, his key got attracted, his case key keeps on his neck, got attracted to a, a, you know, a piece of, like a sewing metal in the concrete. So there, there's, there's credence that there is, a, there is some sort of strong magnet by the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> how strong and how the effect, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, obviously, I, I guess no one really knows for sure. But Desmond does not want to risk it. It's basically yeah, he's, his. He's kind of a just in case type of guy. Yeah, he'll he'll do it just in case. So, and we see we see here. There's 49 minutes left remaining as he's trying to, you know, work on the PC. So Desmond finally gives it a go. Tries to turn on the computer, and it doesn't work. Right, it doesn't work. Breakers. Uh, Switch on or activate whatever the power stops again, and yeah, not only does it not work, they're like sparks flying in the yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, short circuits doesn't work, and so Desmond feels that oh well, it's all over. <laughs> so he starts. He immediately goes, runs over. He just run, literally he just runs around the con- like the bunker, runs to the pantry, gets some food, runs to the medical supplies, starts taking a bunch of whatever it is that he injects himself with, grabs yeah. a bunch of those, uh. And he's just, you know, he's running around. Locke tries to, like, stop him. Hey, you know, Saeed's coming. <laughs> and Desmond just wishes him luck. Jack notices a photo of Desmond with a girl. Presumably some sort of, like, you know, girlfriend or wife or something. Yeah, he's obviously got a wife. Yeah. Mm, yeah, probably. I mean, you haven't been wrong about that before. <laughs> I haven't. And neither have I. So... <laughs> So uh, we, Desmond's still in his mad dash. He runs to the hatch, and you know they try to ask him, you know, where are you going, Desmond? And as far as I can run, brother. <laughs> so Desmond is he's done. It's over. The ship is sinking. He's not a captain that's gonna sink with it. He's just gonna get away and does not want to be part of whatever catastrophic events ensue yep. after this uh, button is not hit. So he leaves. Locke wonders what they should do. Jack, much like Mister Sal, feels also feels that there's nothing they can do and leaves Locke on his own. Like, well, I mean, just a button. Mm. Also leaves. So, that's, uh... I wonder uh, where Desmond thinks he's going. That doesn't seem like he has any sort of plan. I think he's literally just running in the jungle. (laughs) Yeah. Because by by the way he makes it sound, he doesn't know anything really above ground. He's just kind of hung around with Kelvin. So he just, yeah, he's just running away. He got supplies, he's just running away from the explosion. Explosion, the end of the world, or whatever's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, we don't know what it is. He doesn't know what it is. 
No, he's no clue. So he's on. You know, he's at a mad. He at a mad dash runs off, and well, before we have the flashback, Locke goes back alone to the computer and kind of looks at it, looks at like the tools and kind of you know, like he's maybe gonna try to fix it, but he doesn't really seem like he knows at all anything on what to do, and he you know, he starts breaking down that it wasn't supposed to be like this. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Or it reminded me a lot of him, you know, wailing and gnashing his teeth at the top of the hatch when the light started to glow. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. true. Yeah, just yep. And uh, when his yeah, because even in that same episode, he had a lot of that. Like when his feet were failing him. Yep. Yeah, definitely true. Uh, we hit the flashback now. Flock. Another sleepless night. Actually, this is the final flashback of the episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was- oh, you know, before we go on the flashback, I just wanted to, to point out that one of the things that they they do display prominently um, when Desmond is packing up is this novel, The Third Policeman. Hmm. Did you look anything up about that? No, I didn't notice this. I did not notice he had packed a a book. Tell me, tell me about this. Did you? Did you? Well, look, well did you? Did I, you look into the, what what the book is? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's this it's this novel. Uh, I don't know. I, it... hmm? All right. So, third placement is a novel by Irish writer Brian O'Nolan, uh, writing under the pseudonym Flan O'Brien. It, has, it was written between 1839 and 1840, but after it initially failed to find a publisher, the author withdrew the manuscript from circulation and claimed he had lost it. The book remained unpublished at the time of his death in 1966. It was published in 1967. Now, the, the plot summary, this is not so much a plot summary as like the Cliff Notes version of the thing. So so this is, uh, this is way too long to, to read to you, but I'll, I'll try to summarize it. Um, this guy, this narr- there's this narrator. We never learn who the narrator is, uh, but he's like um, he's an he's an orphan, but a frantically dedicated student at his boarding school, uh, and basically he he goes to his family. He finds his family's home. He goes there, and he meets and befriends a neighbor named John Divney, who's in charge of the family farm. And over the next few years, the narrator devotes himself to the study of uh, this philosopher's uh, work, uh, DeSelby's work, and leaves Divney to run the family business. But um, at some point, they come across this cash box, okay? And the cash box, uh, Divney takes the cash box and like, buries in the floorboards or something uh and uh the narrator wants to wants to split the 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 cash with him uh goes to get the cash and then it ends up just being like this whole thing of uh this whole kind of loop of who's real who's fake is he imagining himself uh like separate from himself Is, is like divney real person uh, or is it some manifestation of himself? 
and, and it's just, it, it's kind of a twisty turny like that. But um, but I did see they mentioned here that uh, eh, where is it? Oh yeah, it was featured in Lost with the intent of providing context for the show's complex mythology. With the results of the sales of the book and the three the three weeks following its mention equaled what it had sold in the previous six years. So, hmm. so there you have it. I don't know. I, I probably did a really bad job of summarizing that. It was, it's a really long summary on Wikipedia. It sounds and, like a very complicated book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Lost is a relatively complicated show. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, so wait, so the author died before his book ever got published right oh. okay that's interesting anyway oh. well i'm gonna okay i'll keep i'll i'll keep my i'll keep that in mind i'll look i'll see if okay i'll see the connections between that book and lost interesting but desmond grabs the third policeman maybe he's always wanting to be a cop who knows and out the door he goes uh and lock, yeah, lock breaks down. Okay, so we get to the final flashback of the episode. It's another sleepless night for Lock while he's with Helen. He gets up, washes his face, and he decides, you know what? I'm going. I'm going back to Anthony's, and there he goes. He's out there giving it a good watch, as one does, real having a grand old time. Then, some lazy driver, good for nothing, not looking, probably eyes shut, no nothing driver, hits. Back of his car. Bumps him. <laughs> well, have you ever done this to someone's child? Have you ever bumped someone's car on purpose? Not on purpose, no. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> anyway. I've had my car bumped on purpose. Really? <laughs> I've had my car bumped, but not on purpose. I was like, oh, no. Anyway. So, uh, his car gets bumped. Helen comes in. You can tell it's Helen. Helen comes out. She's very mad. Fuming. She comes in, takes Locke's car keys right out of the like ignition, and chucks them over onto Anthony's property. Yeah, that, that was hysterical. I was like, oh man, those are gone now. Yeah, like, this guy's not getting his car back. <laughs> like, I mean, you can get you could get back your car without the car keys. Like you can, like a Locke's. I'm sure there's a way. Like if 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 losing your car keys means you can never start the car again. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm sure it's like fairly complicated and definitely expensive. To yeah, do. oh yeah, it's gonna cost them money. It's cost them a pretty penny. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Helen tosses her, his keys over and tells Locke that basically the same thing Anthony told him, but trying to help him in this case. Anthony doesn't care about him and that Locke is too scared to move forward and that he has to pick between Anthony or her. Yeah, and Locke doesn't want to make the choice. It's very hard for him. He starts crying. He doesn't know what to do. And Helen implores him, "Take a leap of faith, Locke. You gotta take a leap." Which is interesting because, like, I think the implication there is that this is like the the turning point where he becomes a man of faith. But I, I don't. I I disagree with that. I think that he was taking leaps of faith like crazy in Deus Ex Machina. Like, he went to see his father in the first place because his mother told him that he was born of uh, immaculate conception, you know, and, and then he went and found his father and then uh, he 
donated the kidney. That was a leap of faith. Like, I mean, he's been throwing his faith out there like crazy before this. So this, this surprised me. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the renewal of his faith then. Like, maybe the intermediate time between when Brian... I got him, I called him Brian. They lost him. When um, Anthony betrayed his trust, yeah. or betrayed his faith, right? Took his... Uh, wrecked Locke's faith. Now he doesn't put his faith in anyone. Mm-hmm. And now Helen is trying to get him to re... You know, kind of... So it's like a renewal. Trying to, trying to get back his mojo. Uh, you see it that way? I mean, I guess. I I don't feel like he's lost his faith. I mean, he's still stalking Anthony. Like, he's still trying to figure out why. He still is, and that's what Helen's trying to stop here. He's trying to stop him. Yeah, absolutely. And so, to do so, get get back your faith. Stop it. Maybe. Listen, I I kind of agree with you. Listen, I agree with you. I'm, I'm trying to give it a supporting reason, but I do agree with you that he's definitely still been faith based, like, prior to this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's what keeps him going back to Anthony's house is that he has faith that eventually Anthony's going to take him back in. Yeah, Anthony, but you know what? I was wrong about you, Locke. Also, I need a second kidney. I <laughs> the other one's yeah, not working. Yeah, kidney you got, I'm going to need that one too. <laughs> I wish we stole both of Locke's kidneys. You know, better two than one. Yeah. Locke uh, walks around with a dialysis machine. Yeah, then he has to be on the list of people waiting for a kidney oof. But um yeah. no, Helen begs him to take a leap of faith and you know they kinda of, they embrace, so it's I guess it's presumed that uh you no know, Locke That he jumped. Yeah, they he's, he's taking a leap. We'll see how it goes. I mean I don't know, I mean Locke's not that big of a character. I don't know if he'll get another um final episode this season. <laughs> Maybe he will. Who knows? Oh my god. Maybe maybe you know? I I, I sure don't. I've been I think I've been pretty good. I, I just I don't know why I happened to see that the next episode is called Everybody Hates Hugo. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell I'll tell you that one. That's our early episode. The one after that, not telling you. I have not read any synopses though. You really good, yeah. Do you enjoy watching them without watching a synop reading a synopsis first? So Yes and no. Here's the thing. I think that I remember them better when I read the synopsis. Then how about you read the synopsis after you watch the episode? Uh, I don't think so. Because <laughs> here's, here's what happens. I basically get two weeks with it when I read the synopsis. Right? So I, I read the synopsis and then I, I can think about that for a week. Huh? Oh, I see what you mean. But then I watch it, and then I was like, oh, and then I can think about the actual episode for a week. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. Michelle, you do you. You made it this far, surely. Surely whatever you're doing can't be that bad. I have made it this far. But come on. I, I don't know. I like watching shows without watching the synopsis system. I mean, I, I'm, but I also, like, I'll watch a trailer every time. I love watching trailers. Yes, you know, that's, that's where you're crazy. Well, I just trust that the makers of, of this of this work are not going to put anything in a trailer that's going to ruin my experience. I I, I agree with you. So, okay, TV show trailers aren't that bad. Normally, they're normally they're pretty good about that stuff. 
movie trailers I'm a way more skeptical about. Love movie trailers. I get wow. so upset when I get to the theater. Well, I haven't been to the theater in a very long time. But when I when I would go to the theater, uh, very upset when I get there after the trailers or in the middle of the trailers. I'm, no, I I don't care at all about the trailers. That's I I don't like watching movie trailers to begin with, and I don't want to go to the movies and have to watch trailers. Well, how do you know what you want to see then? So, well, sometimes I just go to the movies and I'm like, ah, I'm in the mood to go to the movies. Well, let's see what's playing. But, and I'll just, and then I'll look and see. Okay, that looks interesting. How do you know it looks interesting? Looks interesting. I might look. I might look up a review for it, like look at some ratings for it, and like recommendations. Like, hey, if you like, you know, this is like a comedy romance thing, or this is a horror, blah blah. I will listen. I I will read a synopsis for a movie like the like a like a yeah a synopsis. I will read that. That is true. I will read a synopsis for a movie. I will not watch the trailer though. Okay. I mean, unless I'm at the movie theater and I'm forced to. I don't like close my eyes and cover my ears and go la la la. <laughs> but I do. I don't. I I don't know. I just don't. I'm sad about it. No. All right. Well. Not about it. We'll have to agree to, to disagree on this. Yeah. I know. We're still, you're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck in ways that just there are better ways, Mister Sal. There are better ways. All right. But yeah. you know what else is also better? Being down in the bunker. It's a good place. And while Locke's having his little cry, Kate comes with Saeed and Hurley. So <laughs> Locke quickly stops. You know, like he stops. He like stands attention and like he's like not crying anymore. And what a wonder this place is for them, you know. But. Time is of the utmost importance because Locke needs Saeed's help. So, can you fix it, Saeed? Yes, he can. <laughs> so it's getting to work. Uh, Bob the Builder. Yeah, there. You go. <laughs> I used to love Bob the Builder. Oh man, it's not. It's a. It's a decent show. Does your kid? Well, I I know Bob the Builder is probably like has been off for a super long time. My oldest son used to watch it when he was little. How about My- Blue's Clues? Uh, no, and he never got into that. Love Blue's Clues. Yeah. <laughs> you say that like you did. You ever love Blue's Clues, Mister Sal? Yeah. My youngest brother used to watch Blue's Clues quite a bit. Uh, I, I I liked watching it with him. Like, oh, okay. He he got excited. So. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> he was he was loving it. That just the energy he gave off made me like it, but. Which you, now? Which host are you talking about? There's Steve. That's the original, yeah. And then there's. I'm trying to remember now as a kid because Michelle, I watched these when I was like four and five. Is like the ages that I watched. I remember Steve, and they got the new host. What's the name of the new host? Tell me. Joe. Joe, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> remember that. But I don't know if Joe still hosts. I think that I think they brought Blue's Clues back, but they did bring it back. What? I think, it, I think it's yeah. I think they brought it back now. But. I don't even remember what it was really about. I just remember there was a mailbox. Oh yeah, and that's about it. But I used to love that show. I had like shirts. I would. Lo- I just always. I don't know. I used to always talk about it. I remember like one time I came home in like fourth or fifth grade, and I gave a. I like lied that Steve from Blue's Clues came. And was like, talk to us. And it was like, oh, all this stuff. Like, it looked this weird tale. And my mom entertained it. 
my sister, who was also young at the time, though older than me, wanted to, like, poke my bubble, right? Like, <laughs> reveal that, like, no, that can't be true. That's a lie. Steve's not real. Like, you're like, the Blue's Clues is not real. But my mom, like, made her shut up and not, not tell me. <laughs> so I don't know why she kept the delusion going. I guess I was young, so, but... Banned for good for me. So anyway, yeah, I, no, I used to love Blue's Clues. I was like, I don't know why. I don't I barely remember it. Anyway, Blue's <laughs> Clues aside, Bob the Builder aside, Saeed could fix it. And, you know, so Hurley and Kate are following the conduit for like, electricity because they've got to, you know... Uh, reset the break or whatever because uh, what's it? There's like a power surge or something from when uh, Desmond did it, and Hurley stumbles upon the pantry in a very Kate moment. I love whenever anyone finds the pantry; it's just like this moment of like, oh, oh, that we totally earned. So it's totally earned, but like, so like the first time when Kate sees it, the audience definitely shares the awe with Kate, right? We're like, whoa, oh yeah. But when Hurley finds it, it's much more like. It's just like we already know. Like, yeah, it's the pantry, Hurley. Come on, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> Hurley's like, whoa. I, it's not like, come on, Hurley. But we're not as impressed. We've already seen the pantry. Yeah, well, when Hurley does it, it's like, it's it's not shock. Now it's humor. It is humor, yeah. That, because it's shock for him. Right. <laughs> he's looking around. He's just mesmerized with his stuff. I wonder what happened in the. I wonder how that goes. Anyway. Well, what's really funny? I, I mean. <laughs> So, do you remember in, uh, how, I, I want to say it was Exodus Part 2, Part 1? Well, yeah, when Arnst comments on it? No, uh, it's when they have the dynamite and they're heading back, and and he and Locke are having a discussion about what they think is in the bunker. Oh, yeah, he was opening Twinkies. He was like, like TV. TVs, like, which pretty much everything that he said is actually in the bunker. Mm-hmm. So probably even better than what he said. Right. <laughs> oh, good for him. He was he was pretty spot on. So, no, he's, yeah, good for good for Hurley. Hopefully, he'll be uh, really happy. But let's get back to the Raft Squad. And actually, this is the last time uh, we're gonna see the Raft Squad for the rest of the episode. Very sad. So, plan Jin play dead. Uh, Mike, you're gonna call for help. Said. Or not Said Sawyer, that's me, I shoot. Anna, yeah. and so Anna questions the gun, and you know, a lot of things to uh, Sawyer, like, you know, where'd you get it? Why didn't you use it when they captured you? You know, so on and so forth. She started asking them a lot of questions. Did this did this bring up any red flags, all these questions? Yeah, she, I, her, her face alone, it was like, oh, don't trust her. She's... Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, Sawyer's kind of getting annoyed at Anna, but Anna takes the gun from Sawyer and, you know, puts them all at gunpoint. And yep. she yells, you know, I'm coming, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. And the big guy comes back, drops her a rope, he climbs out, and he, he finally we hear him talk. And he, want, he asks her, you know, uh, what, what happened? What happened? Right? And they go off. And, oof. Feels that so demoralizing. Oh, <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. So, I this is my conflict I kind of have with the TV show. I don't know with they introduced us with Anna Lucia. Yep. And I kind of wish they hadn't. Oh really? Just because here we still we'd be questioning like was she telling the truth about that plane port or was she lying the whole time? Telling the truth about what? Like. 
So we know we like we know that the back end of the plane did break away from the main part of the plane, but it's presumed yeah. that they all died. Right. Had we had never met Anna Lucia beforehand, right? Yeah. We during Exodus, we could assume that, or like, well, maybe she's just part of the others, or like she's not. Oh, like maybe she was lying this whole time about being on the plane, right? Like she maybe she never maybe she did see the plane split apart. And yeah. knows, you know, like they, there could be more, it'd be more of a question mark in the air and where she is, which is good and bad thing. I, I, I kind of like that question mark of like, where, like, who is this person? You know, is it, are they really, but we know for a fact that Anna Lucia was on the plane. That is actually true. Yes. She was on the plane because we saw her in the airport with Jack. So, right. So that I think about that. I mean, maybe, maybe it's not as good though. I don't know. I wonder. I, I I love it this way. I, the, when I saw her, I, I was just so excited. I was like, oh my God, this is, there are other survivors of this. And, you know, and, and I, you know, I know, we all know that they have, they have more in common than they, than, than they are different. Like they should be working together, not imprisoning each other. Yeah. Yeah. If, if those are survivors 2.0. Well, so, I mean, at least Anna Lucia is. Yeah. But so, we don't know how much of that story is true. Maybe she was the only survivor. From a... Because her, her her recollection of it was... She was the only one that that she knew of that survived the back part of the plane. Because she swam back to shore. Well, that's... She lived on her own. Now, obviously, she wasn't living on her home at this time. Because she does... She, you know, she's working with whoever these other people are. Allegedly, Survivors 2.0. Yeah, maybe, yeah. It could be the back people to plane. Maybe it's another group of people on this island because Mr. Sal. Yeah. You... Uh, look, if these people just scoop people up off the beach and throw them in pits, like I- I'm having a hard time believing that Anna Lucia, like somehow became one of them. Can can we call them? Can we call them Team Pit? Uh, I don't like that. Pit people. Pit crew. <laughs> I like pit people. Pit people. Pit people, yeah. Stuff we, can call, we can call them, you know, whatever. That's fine. We no, can... Survivors 2.0 is fine for now. We'll, we'll, I'll keep going with that since we'll see us with them, but we'll see whether that updates or not. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I've also been spoiled by you because you translated Boone's distress signal <laughs> for me differently than the closed captioning, I might add. I was I looked up the wiki and the wiki uh, backed me up, so I was like, ah. So okay, so then, then I I consider myself spoiled that there are other survivors of Flight Eight Fifteen, and well, you can hear it though. But you you're telling me that that there are that, that that's what they said, and you're telling me that that's what the wiki says that they said. Yeah, but I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's what they said. I don't know. Anyone could be saying that, Mr. Sal. I don't know why they would do that. That's true. I don't know why they would say that either, unless they're trying to trick them in a very roundabout way. Yeah. Again, like, (laughs) it it really seems like a lot of these groups should be working together, not against each other. I'm not sure why they're not. We'll see. Well, and listen, we'll see, because it appears Anna Lucia wants to talk with them, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Um, maybe she'll come back. Like, hey guys, listen, I'm sorry. You guys just had a gun. I wanted to disarm you and make sure you didn't shoot. 
the big guy because he he is like our main source of attack. As you saw, he did take all three of you guys out single handedly. Granted, you guys were weak and one was tied up, but you know, <laughs> he's a big deal. So we do we do need him. So we can't have you shooting him. Correct. Sure, right. well, there you go. There's the raft squad. There, bad days. Now here we are with them. Um, this is Desmond running away in the jungle. He's sprinting as fast as he can go with his uh, pack, it looks like. Then he falls on his face. So he has to start, you know, reprinting things back in his bag because they're falling out. And Jack comes, you know, turns out Jack was following him, surprisingly so. He must have had to keep up with him, much like he had to during the stadium running. <laughs> he kept up with uh, Desmond, held him at gunpoint. And, you know, tells him to stop. I love, I love the second he tells him to stop and put him in gunpoint. Desmond isn't, like, scared or anything. He's like, oh, oh I know why. I forgot to tell you the code. <laughs> but listen, if somehow you get that computer working, the code is, and, like, you know, tells him the numbers. And he reads it, like, there you go. Sorry, I forgot to tell you the code. My bad. Like, he's... <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs> yeah, peace now. And Jack is just dumbfounded that Desmond hits the button on Faith alone. He's, he's like, so frustrated, so angry it, he, that Desmond doesn't even know what he's running from. And Jack saying running from triggers Desmond to finally remember Jack in the complete context, right? That it was in L.A. So we do know that that stadium and stuff wasn't in L.A., but it was in L.A. And Jack was upset about, like, you now failing a girl and so on and so forth. And, he, you know, this is when Desmond was training for his race around the world. Mm -hmm. So Desmond asks Jack, hey... If that is that girl okay? And Jack keeps answering, you know, it does not matter, it does not matter, but eventually breaks down and answers, he married her. Yeah. And, and starts crying. And this, this is like, you know, the closest part Desmond ever gets with Jack. Uh, you know, going, oh, if he feels bad for him, uh, you know, Desmond can assume that they're no longer married. And he just walks back to his bag and says, you know, see you in another life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and off he goes. This scene's pretty, pretty. It's confusing, but I love it. I, you know, I definitely, I find this scene very interesting. This whole episode is Jack being very confused. Like he doesn't yeah. know who's enemy, who's foe. This button, he's he's so conflicted throughout this entire episode. Because, so here's the thing: Why does he chase Desmond down? Why is it so? He wants answers. He wants answers. He what doesn't I, know why. Why was how, why Desmond been hitting this button for three years? Right. Because he, he can't comprehend why he's doing. He's not even that. really looking for answers though. He doesn't ask him really why. He's just, just like, "You did this based on faith, faith alone. You did this." Like, yeah, it, he can't it, believe it. It's a confrontation though, but, but for what? Like, he he could have just. And I, this is not a criticism. This is really interesting to me. I, I actually I love this about this episode. Like he he pursues him. He has to make efforts to find him and chase him down and pull a gun on him. <laughs> Just because he's been pushing this button for no reason, then he thought he had faith that he had to. Mm -hmm. like, that, like Jack just cannot accept that. He can't do it. He he needs so badly for someone else to confirm his point of view. It's like he, it's it's a display of a lack of confidence in his own point of view, which is obvious when he ends up pushing the button at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. so like he, there, there's not a lot of confidence 
and his own perspective here. And he's desperately trying to find someone to confirm his point of view. And to the point where he will chase Desmond down with a gun to, to try to turn him because he knows he's not going to get any confirmation from Locke. And I don't even think he knows that Kate and Saeed and Hurley are in there yet, does he? No, I mean, he probably knows they're eventually going to be there. Right. He did send Kate off to go get, get uh, well, at least get Saeed. Not so much Hurley, but he's always important. He's an important character. Arguably the main character of the season. Yeah, but this is this is so this is so interesting to me. I I, I really dig this. The, I, and I was initially a little bit frustrated. I was like, "What the hell is he doing? Why is he doing this? This is dumb." And then the more I thought about it, I was like, this, "No, this is actually really cool. Like this this is the extreme that Jack is willing to go to to disprove someone's faith." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. It's not even about his own thing. It's like he needs so badly to disprove someone else's faith. And what, you know, what harm What harm is it doing Jack if Locke wants to sit in there for the next however long they're on the island and push that button? It's not doing anybody any harm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, unless the button does something nefarious that we don't know about. Okay, but, which, you know, that's a possibility. But, I mean, Locke, or Jack wants to get rid of Locke anyway he'd be happy without Locke. So if, if Locke's busy pushing this button, then he can't bother Jack. So, but Jack, but Jack can't even get out of his own way enough to recognize that he needs so badly to disprove Locke's faith. That so. is, yeah. I, it's, I don't think we've seen Jack this week on the Island. No. In terms I mean, of like his, uh, volitions right normally he's really hard on how he feels he's yeah a pretty hard-headed guy overall he pulls a gun on desmond desmond didn't do anything to deserve that i mean he, granted he doesn't trust like he, he keeps pulling guns on like i think the whole time most of the time he talks to desmond he was a gun on him there's there a point in well, the bunker. Now, so in the bunker i get it yeah uh, but now desmond's just He's just piecing out. Like, he's just running. Yeah, he's going for a nice run. Like, uh, I, there's, there's no reason Jack can't just say, "All right, fine, he's gone. Whatever. We don't have to worry about him anymore." Like, but he can't. He just can't do it. And he, to the point where he pulls a gun on him, which is something that, like, that's not something Jack would normally do. I don't think. Yeah. Fair enough. I. He's th- this button is driving him crazy. Yeah. And it's very nice to see this last um, sequence here in the bunker. Uh, you know, Saeed's trying to fix it. Kate finally finds the breaker switch, and there's only four minutes left. Okay, it's game time, Mr. Sal. And you know, Saeed, Saeed is doing it, he's fixing it up, and he gets the computer working, turns it on, and Locke has to punch in the numbers and put in the code. Right? All he has to do is remember the code, and so this might put a hole in your theory in wow. terms of so. Hurley tells how he doesn't want Locke to put in the code. He's like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And you know, Locke's like, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 32. And I do like, when he says 32, Hurley's like, ah, oh, okay, never mind, actually, you can you can do it. <laughs> that was really hysterical. I do like that. I do like how, you know, so the, they, they're assuming by now we know what the numbers are. Uh, obviously, the last number is supposed to be 42, not 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and the reason I say this puts a hole in your theory. So you you think that Locke already knows the numbers? Uh, yeah. He, he might know of the numbers, but he clearly, if he does know of them, does not know them well prior to this. Because I mean, he could be faking it. <laughs> I mean, if if you take what I'm saying to be true, uh-huh. that he knows the numbers and he knows Hurley. And he knows that Hurley used the numbers to win the lottery. This could be a test of Hurley. No, if he already knows Hurley won the lottery with it, why would he even bother trying to quiz him on it? So Hurley's trying to stop him, trying to stop him, trying to stop him. So then my theory is that Locke intentionally gets one wrong to see what Hurley does. Okay. Part of that theory. How do you really feel? Do you really feel that way? Yes. Okay. I'm going to cling to this theory to the bitter end until it's disproven. That's how there's no way, there's no way you can like keep it going. Okay. Well, anyway, Locke purposely gets the last number wrong, but Jack uh, gives him an out by telling him the number. Uh, what's, uh, Wait, I mean, that's very telling just there. Like, Jack could have just let it go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he does He he does give him the right number. Yep. And very odd that he helped Locke with the button. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's decided to give him the number. And Locke, before he can execute, decides he wants Jack to hit execute. Yeah. Right? Just to make him kind yeah. of believe. And Jack's arguing, you know, he doesn't want to hit the button. He doesn't want to give it any sort of credence. Hold on, because I think there's more to it than that. Okay, but let me just back up and just point out, again, Locke called Hurley Hugo. So I'm going to keep paying attention to that. But I think there's more to him wanting Jack to push this button than this. Okay, because he he references the video and he says, the video says you, you need at least two. Like, do this with me. I can't do this alone. Like, I need you to do this with me. Like, I, th- I think that it's not just about testing Jack's faith. It's it's about... Are we in this together? Yeah. Like, are you going to help me with this whole button it's, pressing it's thing? It's about tethering himself to Jack, I mm-hmm. think. Jack's kind of... He's the leader of the our survivors. Yeah. And he's kind of vital in making sure that this button pressing can continue. I guess I should have said it's about tethering Jack to him. Yes. That's a better way to think of it. Think. So, um, but Jack Jack resists. He doesn't want to hit the button, right? Mm-hmm. The timer's going, Mr. Sal. We're only at a minute left. Uh, and yeah, he also hears where Locke tells him he doesn't want to do this alone. He wants mm-hmm. Jack to help. Take a leap of faith, Jack. Even says, a leap of faith. A leap of faith. And this is a leap of Jack doesn't normally take you know, he doesn't he's not a very faith based person. Will he take the leap? Is he gonna hit it? Oh, there's twenty seconds left. He does hit execute with like a second left. So Yep. There you go. There's the last second uh hitting button. Uh Locke takes the first shift. <laughs> he's already which I I mean I don't know why you do it like that, the first shift. Like are you gonna sit there for the whole hundred and eight minutes? Isn't there an alarm? The, uh, yeah. Like, why? Well, I don't know. He's like, sits by the computer. He's like, I'll take first shift. <laughs> sits there by the computer. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I guess if if you're really hell bent on not missing it, then, Fair enough. Yeah. then maybe. Maybe he just wants to like type things on the computer and play with it. But uh, I mean, it could just be as simple as I'll take the first shift, meaning I'll be the first one to to enter the code and push execute. I'll, yeah. be, I'll do that next. Like it, it, I don't think it necessarily means that he's going to sit by the computer for 108 minutes, but I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe I can imagine that. Uh, do, do you think this is a psychological experiment at this point when you're watching it for the first time? No, you, no. I I was on the faith. I was on the faith based thing. This is, I'm thinking they better hit this button. Really? I I didn't think this is the end of the world, but something's gonna because like. Because the, the video never says it's the end of the world if you don't hit the button. Yeah. It's just Kelvin said that to Desmond. And then Des so uh, basically we only hear from Kelvin. That it's the end of the world. But uh, the the place just says you have to hit the button. for uh, It feels like safety. I just thought something bad's happening if you hit that button. Okay. I, I always equate it to an explosion. So you'll always hear me say an explosion. But like I'm, that doesn't that doesn't mean what's gonna happen if you don't hit the button if they ever not hit the button or anything like I'm just I, that's just what my brain equated it to like crap if there's like some nuclear weapon thing like they don't hit the button. I, yeah, so, see, I I think this is um and this is an intentional psychological prison. Hmm. Yes, uh, a prison in which you're stuck by your own. You, you you trap yourself because you have to. Right, because there's no reason why you can't leave. You can leave at any time. Mm -hmm. like they, they don't have you locked in, except that they told you you have to hit this button every 108 minutes. And they put quarantine on the door. And right. maybe some medicine that we still don't know about. Right. But there's, there's a door you can get out anytime. Anytime you want, you can leave. But Desmond kept himself imprisoned in here for three years. Very interesting. I wonder. I wonder how this is gonna go with the button and everything, and how Mister Sal is gonna feel about it in terms of are they gonna? So here's here's what I want to pay you on the button. Do they keep hitting the button for a while? Yeah, I think they're going to. Do you think they're still hitting the button by the end of the season? Um. Yes. End of next season. I don't know. I gotta see the end of the season. Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's far enough. So the, the thing is, end of season, they're still hitting the button. Yeah, and I don't know that it's just Jack and Locke that are doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more than just them will be hitting the button. But I just, I just want to know, like, yeah, okay, so the Survivors as a whole, they're still going to be, like, this, this, yeah. this counter will not get past 108 minutes left. As long as the survivors have anything to say about it, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think maybe that might be uh, something that happens in the season finale that they that they don't hit the button. Mm -hmm. I can see them putting that in the, right right at the end of the last episode. <laughs> right at the end, and you don't get to see what happens after they don't yeah. hit it. It's like oh, yeah. yep, exactly. The island starts to rumble, they go, and a volcano starts to erupt, they go, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's in okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, well, that's that's the end. Yeah, his execute. Jack walks away. Bada bing, bada boom. <sighs> Riveting, and we get a Hurley episode next episode. Mister Sal, 
this is the worst episode so far in season two, but still a good episode. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, next episode's still a good episode because it's a hurl. I mean, all of these are just pretty good episodes. That's awesome. Uh, okay. I wonder if you'll ever get the elusive 10. I don't think next episode will get you, but the episode after the next one. So episode I, five. I'm not gonna tell you whose a bottle episode of that is, but it yeah. has your favorite. It's one of your uh, beloved characters. Well, we just had a lock one, so I'm guessing that's Sawyer. So, oh, oh it could be Claire or Walt, though. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I, you have more than just Sawyer's beloved character. I'm not saying it's not Sawyer. I'm just saying you have more than just Sawyer's beloved characters. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Michelle. No, I'm just looking at uh, IMDb ratings for this season. And there's not an episode that's rated nine or higher until episode seventeen. Yeah, no, I don't. Don't look at IMDb. And then they don't know. The only other one is the last episode, twenty-three. So it's the premiere, the finale, and episode seventeen. Those are the only ones that have an average rating of nine or higher. A lot of them are in the eights. Yeah. Oh yeah, the for almost all of them. There are some that are. Yeah, they're down to seven. So. Mostly eights. You'll, well, well, well. Hmm. I think, I think, I think you'll still like some of them quite a bit, though. Hopefully, more than some of these premiere episodes. I hope so. I mean, you liked the drift more than you liked the premiere, and the drift was. Yeah, right. Was right? It was in like low eights. Eight point four, yeah. yeah. So like mid, okay, yeah, mid eights. I mean, yeah. So Michelle, yeah, but that, that's racism, though. <laughs> Mr. Stop, I've got to ask you. Okay. TV time. TV time. TV time with Mr. Sal. Mr. Sal. We, I, you know, I wish we get, we got like just we got to get TV time to sponsor us somehow. <laughs> if only, Mr. Sal. Yes. Here at TV time, I'm I'm assuming favorite character. Looks like very lock. We'll go with lock. Okay. That, mine or TV Times? TV Times. That is incorrect. Oh. Locke is second place, 24%. I, there's, there's a lot of other people it could be. I was hoping it'd be Locke. It, I mean, it, it could, like, dare they give it to Anna Lucia? Hmm, no. He was fourth, 5%. Anna Lucia? Yep. I'm wondering if they gave it. Uh, how's it's either Jack or Sawyer? Which one? Jack. Jack is third, fifteen. Sawyer. Sawyer, 47 percent. <laughs> These two, criminal. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like Sawyer, Sawyer. <laughs> Did, oh. so, what, was the, what was the drift? It was Mike Lacks, I think. Basically, if your story is not compelling enough. Sawyer will beat you out in the episode, right? Like you've got to, yep. you've got to, you've got to be compelling enough to. Yeah, Sawyer has, has been tops in the last two episodes. He much more episode. forgivable last time. Uh, more forgivable. Listen, it is Michael's episode, but you yeah. can you can make an argument for Sawyer. Story. I mean, there was tons of Sawyer in that episode. He's a very big proponent of it. Yeah. Definitely, him, him and Mike have a lot of one on ones. Yeah, a very reasonable. Fine. Yeah. Here though, I mean. Weird. I mean, yeah, he's probably the most important of the Raft Squad, but like, did you see Jack at all that episode? Did you see Locke? Like, excuse me, <laughs> were you, were you, were you actually watching the episode? I was, and I would argue, 
if you're going to vote for someone on the raft squad here, you should vote for Ana Lucia. <laughs> yeah, in terms of just a cool Carol, just because they're a new somebody Carol. in that story, like what makes that story so cool is Ana Lucia. It's not Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very very interesting uh what they thought there and what was so the third top emoji because the first two are was excited and shocked and those are the two i'm gonna shock uh, shocked is 39 percent excited is 23 percent okay what's third uh, happy happy 17 percent really okay there nice yep. wonderful tv time you didn't let me down what was the rating over the episode overall compared to the other two mine or theirs Theirs. And I guess I'll ask you for yours then afterwards. Okay, so, uh, they're, so the way the way they break it down is they got five stars and they tell you what percentage each star got. Okay, so 52% of people gave it five stars. 44, 44% of people gave it four stars. 3% gave it three stars. 1% gave it one two stars. People really liked the episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But not as much as the other one, too. Okay. This is the lowest rated of the first three. As it should be. As uh, it should totally, be. Totally agree. Mr. Yeah. Sal, I think you rated Block as the top character in this one. I or is it Jack? I rated Jack the top character in this one. Understandable. Understandable. He has a lot of his own uh inner demon battles, however you want to call it. He's Yeah. He's definitely yeah. I think Locke in the main story was was super interesting just his flashbacks just didn't do anything for me fair enough they didn't do enough for me whereas jack stuff was really jack i'm loving jack this season which i is... know you're liking jack I'm, I'm really happy you're finally you're finally on the jack hype train yeah Chugga, yeah. seriously i mean it, i was not all that high on jack in season one but th- this season jack you, is you slowly grew on jack in season one yeah slowly grew on you let it study grow, and now here you are supporting if they Jack. His body in an episode that's a ten, instant ten, instant. Okay, unless there's golf, <laughs> <laughs> and they counteract each other. Yeah. Well, okay then, and what what um what emotion did you give this episode? Uh, I mean, I I gave uh, excited, I gave shocked, and. <laughs> Mr. Sal, do you always give excited and shocked? Just to, no, I don't always give shocked. I almost always give excited. Mr. Yeah, okay, okay. You're you're a bit of a bandwagoner, aren't you? Just you're part of that shocked and no, uh, no shocked. Anna Lucia showed up. In okay, so, okay, okay. Just saying. So yeah, I'm 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 very. I think it's very legitimate for me to say shocked here. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Not expecting her to get thrown down in that thing. And a lot of things going on in the hatch that are still unexpected. Still so many questions. Now, yeah. The, confused the hat- was pretty highly rated as well. I did not put confused down. But. Yeah, I won't say confusion is a good one. Questions, yes, but I won't say confusion. Yeah. There's, you know, opening the hatch, answered some questions, arguably created more questions, but they're all good questions. Mm-hmm. So, well... I'm glad you're liking uh, the loss so far. Yeah, uh, you've still got so much more of season two to go. <laughs> Yippee! Uh, the leftovers is done soon. <laughs> it's almost done. 
Two more episodes. Two more episodes, Mr. Sal. Wow. Mm-hmm. Then we'll move on to something else. Yeah, I'm really torn about what to move on to next. Ah, you're going to have to make the decision, Mr. Sal. I know. Are you going to be a man of science? <laughs> That's it. I'm not going to give you the second oh, okay. part. <laughs> the choice is, just, just that. The choice is yes or no. Uh, before the listeners, feel free to give the podcast a five-star rating. Share it. Uh, if you want to email us, shopperspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Kurt. That's Mr. Sal. And so, Mr. Sal, I'll ask you one question. All right. How do you feel about The Walking Dead? Never saw it.